I'm Ryan. Welcome to Bible on the Beach. Today we're going to be in Acts chapter 26, verses 19 through 32. Thanks for being with me today. We have basically a beautiful summer day here in San Clemente. 75 degrees, water's warm, surface head high. Just a beautiful day. I'm glad that you could be with us. Now I do Bible on the Beach so that disciples can make disciples, so that churches can plant churches, so that people from all over the world find their way into God's family because we've had the courage to go into every space and every place, invite them to be a part of what God's doing in the world, what he wants to do in their life. Now this simple concept, you know, just Jesus and the Bible and some food and inviting God to be there um, has proven to be really powerful, not just in the last few years in my life, but really since the beginning of the church in the book of Acts as we've been reading. This is nothing new, just people celebrating and telling other people what God's done in their life. So for me personally, the last couple of years have been really fun as we've seen, uh, we've had church in the beach and in coffee shops and in jiu-jitsu studios uh, in our homes. We've traveled to other countries to help plant churches. And so God's been faithful, about 24 churches now, uh, helping disciple about 800 people, about 30 people at church. Very, very exciting. God's helped us produce over 6,648 liters of water. And looking into next year, we just see opportunity all over the place. So if you want to support Ocean Water, you can do that on our website. There's a place there to do that. Make sure and put it to good use. So today, we're looking at Acts chapter 26. We've seen Paul uh, following Paul around, getting pinballed uh, here and there and everywhere. <laughs> God had him put a defense of, of why God was working in his life. So we find Paul uh, finally ready finally giving an account. We've covered the first part yesterday, and today we're going to pick it up in verse 19. It says, so, so King Agrippa, I've not been disobedient to what was revealed to me from heaven. You know, God has a plan for our life, and we have a plan for our life. You find joy in life when you abandon your plan for your life. You follow God's plan for your life. That's what Paul was doing. And he says, for it was in Damascus that I first declared that I was first declared the truth. I want you to think about the first time you start, you started to feel like God was talking to you, like he was doing something in your life. Those are some of the most powerful, profound moments that we can look back on. It was 30 years ago, I was surfing uh, uppers and some friends invited me to church, told me about God. That's when I thought a light bulb turn on in my life. I never imagined I'd be here 30 years later with my family, owning a home, uh, loving God, and trying to love people the best that I can. God's been super faithful. He says, uh, I then went to Jerusalem and throughout our nation and even to other nations, telling people everywhere that they must repent and turn to God and demonstrate it with a changed life. So Paul then hears from God. He takes his plan, God's plan for his life both locally and globally. Paul's my model for ministry. That's why we have a coffee shop church here in San Clemente. We help start other uh, coffee shop churches. That's why we've... Um, installed uh, water panels on the top of Adam and Julie's home so that we can learn from that, so we can scale that uh, globally to help other people get water from the sunlight and the air. So Paul is following the same plan, both a local plan and a global plan, totally integrated. His message is the same. You gotta turn to God, you gotta quit following your plan, you gotta follow God's plan. How do you do that? You turn away from what you want, the Bible says that's repenting, and you turn to what God wants. That's called obedience and following Jesus. He says, that's why the Jews seized me when I was in the temple and tried to murder me. Now, Paul had tremendous opposition because the message that he was preaching was undermining the influence of the people that had felt, uh, you know, invested 
into the power that they had in the culture. And anytime you start to threaten cultural power, you're gonna get a lot of backlash. That's why there's such a struggle for cultural power, because that's seen as an asset, as a commodity people want to acquire so that they can use that asset and that commodity for whatever they want. God says, no, 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 no. I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I own everything. I want you to follow me. I want you to give up your power. I actually want you to give your power to others. I want you to serve them and humbly help them to the best of your ability. He says, but in spite of all this, I've experienced the supernatural help of God up into this very moment. I think of how many times in my life I've experienced God's supernatural help right up into this moment. It's, I've just witnessed so many faithful miracles of God in my life, faithful to give me a family, faithful to be with our kids, faithful to help me persevere, faithful to provide for finances, provide for resources. Every step of the way, I've seen God's goodness and God's faithfulness in my life because when God has a plan and you take you have the courage to follow it the bills on him again if God calls you to do something and you do it God's gonna pick up the tab now if you're off doing your own thing and you at you ask God for a 911 can't guarantee it's gonna turn out but when God asks you to do something you take that step of courage God picks up the bill he does it so he says for I teach nothing but what Moses and the prophets had said was destined to happen, that our Messiah had to suffer and die and be the first to rise from the dead to release the bright light of truth both to our people and the non-Jewish nation. So the resurrection of Jesus is what fills us with hope. Jesus came into the world as a humble man. He persevered and overcame death. It's both a metaphor and a message that we need humility and perseverance to make it in this life. And only Jesus defeated death. That's why his name and his message so powerful. Jesus defeated death. Now, Festus interrupted Paul's defense, blurting out, you're out of your mind. All this great learning of yours is driving you crazy. <laughs> so Paul replied, no, your, excellence, your Excellency, I'm not crazy. I speak the words of truth and reason. Agrippa, I know I can speak frankly and freely with you, for under you understand these matters as well, and none of these things has escaped your notice. After all, this was not done in a secret. Don't you believe the prophets? I know that you do. Agrippa responded, in such a short time, you are nearly persuading me to be a follower of Jesus. You know, when you just share what God's done in your life, the sharing of this, your story is the power and the hope that people need for their life. The sharing of what God is doing in your life and through your life is the hope that God provides in the world. I want to encourage you to find people in your life to share what God is doing um, in, in you and through you. Paul replied, I pray to God that both you and those listening to me would one day become the same as I am, except, of course, without these chains. A little bit of a joke there. But Paul says, I hope that you would understand and follow God in the same way that I do. And that's my hope and prayer for you today, if this video finds you, that you will fully trust God with your life, that his plan is better than your best plan. It requires a lot of trust, especially during times of uncertainty you don't when your algorithm is broken and everything that you knew up to the point of needing to trust doesn't work anymore then God comes in he helps you even more it's been the story in my life now the king the governor all the others got up as they were leaving the chamber they commented to one another this man has done nothing that deserves death or even imprisonment King Agrippa said to Festus if he hasn't hadn't appealed to Caesar he would have been released so finally we see the conclusion to all this they say Paul's innocent 
They let him go. You see, God was faithful through all the trials, through all the circumstances, through all the difficulty, just like he is for me, just like he is for you. And I encourage you today, keep holding on to the promise that God is for your life. Never let go. He's getting ready to do great things. Love you. Thanks for joining me today. Till next time in Bible on the Beach, I hope you have a blessed day.